Welcome to the Center in the Saint. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Allison Kane. And today I am pretty excited about this topic, actually. Oh, okay. All right. We are talking about whether or not we can outsin God's grace and mercy. And you know, this came to my mind when I think about not the person who grew up in a church um, and has always kind of stayed the straight and narrow for the most part. You know, you may have done a little partying or a little drinking or a little um, sin here and there, but I'm thinking about the people that didn't grow up in church and didn't know any better. Right. Or who were born into a situation that just from the beginning was a terrible path. Some people are on their path in life, not because of choices they made, but because choices of the people that were around them made or their parents made. Um, And so I know what it's like to be that person. I know what it's like to kind of wake up in your 30s and go, wait, there's a different standard? That's weird. (laughs) Wait, there's another side to this coin? Yeah, and that has there's some freedom in that because um I didn't grow up um in fear like a lot of my friends that grew up in the church did or um I didn't grow up um having to follow these rules and because oftentimes um churches and people of the church will take the rules of the Bible as they they call them and um they'll make them their own and they'll Force yes, them they do. And they will make you feel useless and worthless in a different way than those of us who didn't grow up in the church. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. So I always, <laughs> always tell people those legalistic Christians make my job to bring others to Christ so really hard. hard. Right? I'm like, quit making my job so hard, you Christians. Yeah. Legalistic Christians. So um, you can look at it this way. It was explained to me one time. One of the things that the church has done, it feels as if there's so many rules to being a Christian, mm-hmm. right? That you just, you can't live up to them. And that's the beauty of actually reading scripture for yourself as you begin to see it really ain't that complicated. But we've looked at, to the church instead of the word of God. Mm. For example, you know, depending on which, which church or denomination, they may say it is, you cannot drink as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Well, in reality, the Bible actually doesn't say don't drink. It says don't get drunk and then sin in that. Just like anger. You can be angry. Just don't sin in your anger. Um, But what the church does is they say don't drink because they're worried that you might get drunk. So it's just easier not to drink at all. So the church creates new rules to help keep you you know, really far away. So someone explained it to me like this. If you're worried about your kid playing in the street, you tell them, don't go in the front yard to play. You can only play in the backyard because if you're in the front yard, that's not the street, but I want to keep you away from the street. You're making me feel real judged right now because my daughters that are older are like, mom never lets play in the front yard by yourself. (laughs) Well, and that, and that's fine. (laughs) Right. But that's, but so you're, you know, it, there are other reasons not to play in the front yard, maybe. But the point is, like, you're, the rule is don't right. play in the street. Right. But you're so worried about them going into the street that you, you can't even let them near the street. So you're like, you can't even play in the front yard. And so that's what the church has done on so many levels yes. is they've created these, their own rules, right, that are not necessarily biblical. They're not in the Bible. 
Right. So for someone like me, when you come into the church at 30 something years old and um, these people are worried about whether or not they were playing in the front yard. I'm like, playing in the front yard? I was running up and down the street naked. <laughs> and so, um, you know, or your friends are were raised in the church and you just hear, you know, what's going on in their lives and the rules or standards they live by. And you're thinking, well, that Christianity thing is not for me because if you saw my rap sheet and yeah, you wouldn't be worried about the front yard. Right. <laughs> Right. I think there are a lot of people out there thinking, never knew him. Yeah. Hadn't been treated very nice by people who do know him. Yeah, girl. And um, at this point, what's the point? Right. Because I've already screwed up so much. I've already screwed up so much. Like, he doesn't want all this. And I think um, the beauty one of the beautiful things about God is that he really wants us to come broken, weary, sinful, you know, just right to his feet. Yeah. Like we're never too broken because it's actually in our weakness that he does his best work where he shows up and shines in such amazing ways for people that they can get to know and accept and realize boundless, endless beauty of his forgiveness and grace. Yeah, you. it's important to remember that everybody walking this planet at this time is a sinner. And so some people just hide their sin better than others, or some sin is a little less obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you come out of the battlefield, you know, like I did, with visible scarring and um, it's, it's easy for me to say, I'm not going to go to church because that's not for me. In fact, I remember going through this used bookstore, trying to find an exercise book so I could look good on the outside, you know? And uh, I walked in the used bookstore and, oh gosh, I would always walk by that Christian section and the um, authors with their like big smiles on their faces on the shiny covers. I just want to like, light the bookcase on fire (laughs) because I thought, well, that's all fun, fine and dandy for your little cute club. But for those of us that don't belong in the club, Mm. you know, and so it was, um, a Max Lucado book that really brought me to my knees and made me realize that God forgives everything while there is breath in your lungs. There is still hope for you to be right with God. So was there something, I know that, you know, I'm sure God had been kind of nudging and pulling and putting people in your path as you were approaching, you know, this Max Lucado book. Mm -hmm. Um, Was there something that you remember reading or was um, specific or was it, do you think, just a a conglomeration of everything when when it finally clicked for you like, oh, this is not an exclu- some exclusive club, some country club where you have to have, you know, this fee and this document and this heritage and this background. Yeah. It's like, this is for everybody and it's free. Yeah. I was reading the book, um, In the Grip of Grace by Max Lucado. And um, I haven't gone back and read that book again because sometimes I feel like 
I might be disappointed because it had such an amazing effect on my life at that time. I don't want to ruin that book for me. I get that. I still have it. But um, I remember being pissed. I was like, where in the heck was this? Like, why are all you people walking around acting like you're so perfect and prim and proper and with your little shiny shoes on Sunday morning? Hey, where's this God? Like, I want to go hear about him. I don't want to hear about the God that you have, you know, because your God comes with all these rules and all this, um, all these parameters that legalistic parameters. Right. So like, what do you do with tainted goods is what I want to ask those people. Yeah. Anyway, see, I get real fired up about it. I love it. So basically, (laughs) so I know, so nobody else can, but she is fired up. Um, So basically reading this, which gave you scripture and truth about God's character and simplified things because that's, it's really not that complicated. I mean, there's one thing. Yeah. Know, believe, acknowledge that my son, Jesus, and my son died. I sent him my one and only son to die for you on the cross so that you could be forgiven. Yes. And here's the thing. It doesn't say if you stole something from TJ Maxx, you're forgiven. But if you robbed a bank, you're not forgiven. All sins are created equal. That's right. The world ranks them. The world ranks them, but the world's full of a bunch of broken, daggone sinners themselves. Liars. Thieves. Sit down, man. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) said, I was getting my hair done yesterday. Um... And somebody sat, was sitting beside me and he was really funny. His, uh, his stepmom was cutting his hair and he said, well, sometimes I just think you're a hypocrite. I said, you know what? We all are. You, you just butted in. I just butted right in. (laughs) And he was like, actually, you're right. That's funny. I know. But (laughs) that's a great tangent. I'm normally the tangent girl. (laughs) Sorry about that. I I like it though. But the truth is y'all, there are so many people that are running in the opposite direction from a loving and caring God because of something that some broken person said to them. That's right. And so hear us loud and clear. There is nothing that you can do that will make God love you more or will make God love you less. That's right. And you need to shut the butts down. Girl, what's that mean? (laughs) (laughs) The... The things that go through your head, like I, I was a willfully disobedient sinner and I didn't grow up in the church and I'm never going to come close to measuring up. So, you know. Oh, yeah. But God can't love me because of look what I did. Right. Because, yeah. But I put God on a shelf for so long and, you know, just did what I wanted to do or but I can't be forgiven for all these sins. Like I get that you can be forgiven, but you don't know about my sins. So they're much worse or, but I get really overwhelmed and I have to, you know, I have to see something to believe it. And no, 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 no. We got to turn that around and we have to do the butt gods. Mm. And you're like, sure, we're all disobedient sinners. But in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ Mm -hmm. died for us. Yeah, you may have put God on a shelf and didn't care a lick about what he thought. But while we were a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him, ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. 
Luke 15, 20, God's always looking for his lost sheep Mm -hmm. out of hundreds and thousands and millions. If there's one that's gone astray, he will not leave them alone. And we, none of us deserve forgiveness, but because of God's great love for us, God is rich in his mercy and he does that. And that's in Ephesians, all this stuff, but God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. But God is the strength of our heart and our portion forever. Our flesh and heart may fail, but not God. Mm. All scripture. So we need to put our butts aside. Yeah. And we need to remember, but God is all these other things. He's so much more. No if and or but about it. That's right. And, you know, I think about, um, I think about the people that maybe they're, sin is long gone and it's such a private sin that not too many people know about and those are the ones that we hold dear to our heart and we hide them but we also just repeatedly beat ourselves up for them god already knows about that sin it's okay to go to god and repent and say god i'm sorry that i did this because god is very different than the people that walk the earth that claim to be his followers. God will forgive you. God is more forgiving than the most gracious parent you can find here on the earth. Um, But some of us don't have gracious parents. Some of us don't have kind hearted friends that um, can forgive. So don't base God's character and God's forgiveness and God's grace and mercy by what you experience from the jack wagons here on the earth that pretend that they're his followers. What drop the mic on that one? I mean, that's right. I mean, we all are his followers. We try to be, but we're always going to fall short because we're broken, just like you, right? That's right. I mean, this is such a hard. I think this is such a difficult concept for us to embrace because of, like we mentioned in last week's podcast, the world is and the people that walk around in it. um, It's so different. It's not what we generally experience, right? I'm not saying there aren't, there are kind people. There are loving people. There are amazing Christians. Um, This isn't supposed to like, this is not a Christian bashing podcast. We're just saying we are flawed people, all of us. So please do not look to me. Do not look to Melissa. Do not look to your pastor. Even (laughs) do not look to anyone else to judge and consider who God is. Yes. Based on what we are. Based on what we are, because we were born sinners. I mean, we came out flawed. We're going to continue to be flawed. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue to have to ask for forgiveness every single day and try to keep moving forward. But please do not put Christians in that place of power in your life. Mm. We work really hard most of us to be a reflection of who Christ is, but we fail and we falter and you will too. And so don't let that, first of all, for those of you looking to Christians to show you who God exactly is all the time, please don't do that. Please go to scripture. That's not fair. (laughs) We can't live up to that. And it's not fair to judge God by us. Okay, please don't do that. And for those of you that are Christians who mess up, 
because that's what we're going to do over and over again in this life. Please do not let the shame and guilt of that collect in your heart and make you feel as if you aren't worthy. This goes both ways. Mm, Yes. You know, um, I love in Galatians, it says, what is important is faith expressing itself in love. And I think um, oftentimes as Christians, we think, well, how, what is the most Christian response here? And we mess it up because we're trying so hard to get it just right. The Christian response is love, right? God didn't call us to judge. God called us to love. God will do the judging and the fixing. Let God do his job. Our job is to express faith and love. That's That's challenging. That's really a hard thing, isn't it? I mean, it is hard to, uh, for me, as James says, tame your tongue sometimes, (laughs) tame your actions, tame your whatever. Um, Prayer. Prayer and an accountability partner are really helpful in that situation. Um, I went through a time, gosh, a friend and I, we were doing Bible study together. This has been over a decade ago. And we um, we were trying to correct um, some of the language that we used on a daily basis. Oh, I haven't done that yet. Some of some, some words. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't crap. It may have been some <laughs> other words. And we were like, you know what? This isn't a reflection. It's mm-hmm. not that that's bad. And it's not like I don't ever use them ever again. But it was it wasn't a reflection of who I was anymore mm-hmm. um, as a Christian and as a leader and, and someone in Bible study. And so we had this conversation and she said, you know what? Let's hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And so we would, if, you know, we would pray about this and we would pray for one another. And then when we faltered, we would call each other and confess. Yeah. And so I'd be like, Hey girl, just want to let you know. I just said blah, you know, yeah. and blah wasn't the word. <laughs> and I was just calling to confess and we'd pray and we'd move on. And honestly, I mean, it's, you can laugh about it <laughs> a little bit now, but it really worked. And there's something about, like you said, keeping those sins hidden yeah. um, is not a good thing. You know, I just had another conversation um, with a sweet friend and she she was confessing that she had had some, um, you know, feelings for another man. Mm-hmm. And she had been fighting that. And she was confess She had confessed that to a couple of friends to hold her, help hold her accountable, to pray for her. How often, this is huge, I thought, um, how often do we just keep those things private? Because it's embarrassing. We feel like we should know better, um, do better. Uh, you know, act better. This mm-hmm. shouldn't be a problem. And that is when the Satan just grabs a hold of us. They call yeah. it a stronghold, right? And it could have turned out so much differently. Yes. If she had kept it a secret and not had advocates praying for her, you mm-hmm. know, coming alongside her and holding her accountable and loving her and supporting her. I mean, we can change the course of so many things. If we will open up, be honest, be vulnerable, be transparent, mm-hmm. get into the word, pray and share with others so we can have some accountability. Yeah. And I do think, um, oftentimes once we become Christians, we think 
like you said, oh no, I can't do that because I'm a Christian. Oh my gosh, I'm failing as a Christian. Oh my, no, nowhere in the Bible does it says you become a Christian, you live happily ever after. Oh, I wish it did say. <laughs> I've looked for that. It is not in there. Translation. Anybody? Anybody got a translation? In fact, it's the opposite. Yeah. So being okay with the fact that you're going to fall short, find people that you can be open with and vulnerable with, like you said, and talk about your shortcomings so you can encourage each other and be strong together. But if you're somebody out there that feels like the church has told you you're too much of a mess, you're too broken, um, you're not worth saving, that is not from God. God would never say your soul's not worth saving. While there is breath in your lungs, there is still hope. That is right. That is right. I mean, what we have to remember, my favorite verses, <laughs> there is no condemnation mm-hmm. for those in Christ Jesus. I wrote that scripture down. That was one of my first scriptures I ever wrote down. And I would put it on my bedside table because I could be strong during the day with my mind. Yes. But then at night I would <sighs> just wake up with anxiety and you know, stress. And I would just pick that verse up and just start saying it over and over again. And then if that didn't work, I'd get up and open my Bible because that would help ease my fears. Um, cause it was just so different than what I had been thinking for so long. And so I just had to remind myself all the time, there's no condemnation. God is, you know, and so now I change it to thank you God for forgiving me. Absolutely. My sweet son the other day, he had to apologize for something and he apologized And then he cried and cried. He said, I feel so bad, mom, that I did that. I just, and I said, well, sweetie, you apologize and you're going to try better next time. He said, I am. And I said, so the next time that thought comes to mind, you say, thank you, God, for being a forgiving God. Change Mm -hmm. that narrative. Absolutely. Change it with the truth of God instead of the lie that you're being told or that you have been told. And so for all the Christians out there, um, we say we're sorry if we have done something to make you feel like you're not worthy of God's love. (laughs) Because all of us are worthy of God's love. So I'm going to apologize if you came in contact with one of us on a bad day because we have them too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Um, And made you feel like you weren't good enough to be part of the story of God because he wrote you into his story. That's why you have breath. Absolutely. You are loved, chosen, and treasured by the creator of the universe. And um, if you find yourself in a situation where you have no one else to talk to, no one else to reach out to, you have baggage and you think, oh my gosh, just nobody knows how bad this could possibly be. Um, We've probably heard it, seen it, even done it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you need a safe place where you want to hash some things out, just send us a message. Um, We'll keep everything under wraps. We won't um, speak about it outside of ourselves um, because it is important that you go ahead and let somebody know so we can be praying for you. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd love to be those people for you. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today and we hope you'll tune in next week as well. See you next time on The Center in the Saints.